voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, call letter and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, hello, everybody. Jeff Bennett sitting in for Billy Sparks. Bill Sparks is... Uh, Billy? Had Billy, Billy, yes, I know. Bill Sparks had to uh, <laughs> had a little change of plans. The uh, As you know, he's going through um, uh, heart valve replacement surgery, and that's going to be happening tomorrow. But the doctor said, well, we like you in the hospital today. So uh, I've decided to uh, see if we can pinch hit for him. Well, not quite as good as baseball pinch hitters, but I, I think we'll do the best we can. And we'll say hello Maybe to everybody. Maybe that means the surgery will be earlier. I mean, that's that's a good sign, actually, that they want them there. You know, I mean, sometimes people say, oh, the operation is nine o'clock and you, you know, find out they actually had it at one in the afternoon or something. So well, that's that's, good. that's true. But I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a little strange somehow uh, doing this. But let's find out what's happening in all things radio. First of all, we'll start things out with our radio news segment. And there's a lot of news this week. And then we'll follow up because Jennifer Sparks, the service she uses to get the call letter and format is down and has not been updating. So we've replaced and changed the order just a little bit. Next on All Things Radio Live will be a feature segment on radio station WDRV-FM in Chicago, Illinois. Now, back in, October, back in March of uh, 15th of 2001, they dropped the classical music that, was, that they had originally in the calls at that time were WNIB, and they became WDRV, and they were owned and operated at that time by Bonneville International. And then they became a progressive rock station, classic rock, and they really are a good station. I've been listening to them for a long, long time. Well, on the 15th of March, the Ides of March, they decided to recreate the music library that they had been playing uh, on the original day when they first became progressive rock. We'll follow up with a classic air check. We're going to Taunton, Massachusetts, and we're going to listen to radio station WSNEFM on 93.3. And this is a mellow rock station or a soft adult contemporary station. And, you know, I want to know what you think of both of these things. So we'll 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 have commentary about about that whole thing. Finally, in my classic segment, uh, Bill Sparks gave us a feature on Grant Turner. Grant Turner was a radio announcer who worked at WSMAM in Nashville, Tennessee, for many many years. He's been he's been dead for a long for quite a while now. I think he passed on in 1991, and he gave that this was considered the last interview that he did. So all in all, we have a very busy show. Guys, I guess so. Uh, what's going on? It's March Madness, so I get maybe you guys want me to hurry the show up so you guys can watch March Madness. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and then I I got a meeting. We're going to have a meeting. <clears throat> Our organization is going to have a meeting about how to get the vaccine. And I know you say you're going to get it tomorrow, Jeff. That's I'm good. getting it. But Bernie, are you there, Bernie? I thought, but but by, I am but here. They decided to yeah. give me the vaccine, but before they gave me, the, they're going to give me the vaccine. They're going to give me a double shot. Of Jennifer wow, of your Moose. Baby's wow. Yeah, of your baby's are. love, that's, right? Of your baby's love. I've had the first shot. I haven't had the second one yet. Oh, okay. Well, you know, actually, yeah, it's funny, Bernie. What are you going to do this week? Uh, Bill won't be asking you any trivia questions. You know, did you know who did, you know, Bill's always doing I that. Know, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm off the hook. I am yeah, totally right. off the hook. Well, you know, that's not yeah. such, maybe that's not such a bad thing, Bernie, you know? 
think about it that way. You'll, 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 now, we're, we're going to hope that Bill's we, – we, we, first of all, let's, we're going to pray for Bill. We know that things will be okay. Yeah. Um, but it's still major surgery, as you know. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. but when, when Bill said to me, can you handle it? I said, Bill, necessity is the mother of invention. I'll talk to Dave and Chris, which he already did. And Dave is helping out as our engineer. He's going to be behind yeah, the Dave scenes. Dave is here. You may think he's and, not here, but Dave is but here. But Dave is here. Dave is here. Chris is in the background. She's here. cooking me. She's cooking me a second dinner after because I, I need to I need to get uh, energized after this all things radio thing. And uh, so, what can I say? We're just gonna we're, just, we're gonna wing it. We're gonna have a good time. And and I think and 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 by the way, guys, I know you guys who like to listen to the podcast. I will post it as soon as I can. I'm also going to be learning a, a little bit of new stuff to learn how to post. So. And published, so I've never done this before, but Bill gave me the instructions, so I'll do the best I can. So you guys be a little bit patient. We'll get yeah. that posted after the after all things done. And yeah, we'll do Sean some is editing. not here tonight. He's got a family commitment, so he's not with us either. So we're a little short staffed, but we're doing all right. Oh my gosh! Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> it could, it, you know, it could be worse. We could be, we could, none of us could be here. So we're all. Here. Well, that's, <laughs> that's true. true. Yeah. So, how about we do this? Dave, how about you start that radio news segment? I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. More radio groups report their fourth quarter revenue results. Radio groups are finding ways to replace Rush Limbaugh, and the British company Global wants to increase its stake in iHeartMedia, and of course, we'll let you know what's happening on the streets. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and more radio groups report their fourth quarter revenue results. For Saga, that revenue result was down 10%, and the revenue of 2019 and 2020 was certainly quite different. The 2020 revenue was about 24% lower than it was in 2019. To say that 2020 was a challenging year for radio would certainly be an understatement. Another company that reported its fourth quarter revenue results was Tout Square Media. In the case of Tout Square Media, they reported that their revenue for 2020 in the fourth quarter was only down by 3%. Tout Square Media also pointed out that a big portion of their revenue in 2020 is digital. Digital makes up about 46% of the revenue for Tout Square Media. It'll be interesting to see how other radio companies have done during the fourth quarter of 2020. We haven't heard from Urban One or Spanish Broadcasting System or Univision. We'll let you know more about these companies when they report their fourth quarter revenue results. In other news, we told you a few months ago that Global, a British company, had taken an 8% stake in iHeartMedia. However, Global wants to increase that stake to 49.9% of the company, and they filled out the necessary paperwork to make this happen. However, iHeartMedia has a poison pill in place, so this company certainly could not own the majority stake in the company without the approval of the board of directors of iHeartMedia. In other news, with the death of Rush Limbaugh, we knew that radio companies would soon find ways to replace his program, and that has occurred in Jacksonville, Florida, and Atlanta, Georgia. Both cities have radio stations that run Rush Limbaugh, and both radio stations are owned and operated by Cox Media Group. Now let's move our microphones to Jacksonville, Florida, where Cox Media Group has made changes to the radio landscape at radio station WOKVFM. The Rush Limbaugh Show is now replaced with a locally produced Mark K Show. You might remember that Mark K co-hosted mornings on the radio station. However, he was moved from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Well, that's all changed as Mark K. will handle the Rush Limbaugh shift. That's 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. And the syndicated Brian Kilmeade show will air from 9 a.m. till noon. Now let's move to Atlanta, Georgia, where WSB AM has made some changes as well. They are also eliminating the Rush Limbaugh show, replacing him with Eric Erickson, who originally aired from 4 p.m. till 6 p.m. will take over the noon to 3 slot that was held by Rush Limbaugh. 
and Mark Aram, who currently airs from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., will handle the 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. time slot. Now it's time to take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. Folks living in Boston, Massachusetts will notice changes at radio station WEEI. That's the all-sports radio station on 93.7 FM. Say so long to Dale Arnold, who has been a fixture at WEEI since it began its sports format in 1991. Dale Arnold says that it's time to retire, and one of the factors driving that decision is the health of his wife. He said that his wife has undergone some medical problems this past fall, and he wants to spend more time with his wife and family. Dale Arnold is not giving up sports altogether. He'll call some Boston Red Sox games, and he also does work for NESN, the New England Sports Network. But who's going to replace Dale Arnold at radio station WEEI-FM? Well, that replacement has already been named. His name is Andy Gresh, and he comes to WEEI-FM after working for Cumulus at radio station WPRO-AM in Providence, Rhode Island. Another news, C.J. Lusk is now joining the Era 1 radio network. He'll handle afternoons along with co-host Lauren Lee. C.J. Lusk comes to the Air One Radio Network after working for Way Media Network's Christian Network. C.J. Lusk also worked at radio station WKHX-FM in Atlanta, Georgia. In other news, WABC-AM is also making changes, providing more local talk programming. With the John Batchel Show being eliminated from Westwood One, WABC has decided to put in more local talk. And the local talk host is someone that's very familiar with WABC, having worked at the radio station from 2014 to 2018. The new talk host on radio station WABC-AM is Rita Cosby, who will handle the 10 p.m. to midnight shift, Monday through Friday. Folks living in Denver, Colorado will notice changes to the radio landscape as a familiar brand returns to the airwaves. Mile High Sports is going to be airing on a translator on 98.1 using the facilities of radio station KQKS HD3 subchannel. That Jack format is becoming more and more popular these days and we're hearing it on more and more radio stations. This time Jack has landed in Boise, Idaho at radio station KJOT-FM out of operated by Lotus Communications. KJOT-FM has dropped its classic rock format in favor of Jack FM. If you live in Honolulu, Hawaii, you're in luck if you love smooth jazz because smooth jazz has landed on KORL's HG3 subchannel and a translator at 107.5. The programming will be provided by the Smooth Jazz Network. What's happening at iHeart Media? Domain insights indicate that a soft adult contemporary format could be headed for Tampa, Florida or Cleveland, Ohio. We'll let you know more about this when it occurs in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Finally, congratulations go out to the folks at Hubbard Broadcasting and radio station WDRV-FM. For you see, WDRV-FM celebrated the 20th year as a classic rock radio station on March 15th. To celebrate that day, they recreated the complete music blog for WDRV on its first day of operation in March 15th of 2001. And yes, we'll provide you with an air check of radio station WDRV later on in this All Things Radio live broadcast. Finally, according to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one was the Center for Disease Control. Number two was indeed the employment recruiting firm. Number three was Progressive Insurance, followed by Macy's and Babbel. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800 693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. For all things radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Well, as you see, iHeartMedia is going to be interesting because if they get 49% ownership by Global, which is that British company. Now, Bernie, you're familiar with Global because you listen to some of those oh, radio yeah. stations, uh, LBC yeah. and the LBC News, Capital, yep. Capital Gold, Classic FM, Hard FM. All those radio stations are owned by uh, by Global. 
and they are, they're you know some of them pretty are pretty good. I mean, I know that I happen to like LBC, which is the talk programming. That's uh, yeah, I do too. Uh, I like the Steve Allen talk show. It's not a, it's not your conventional talk show, but it's pretty good. Now, I just read another article saying that there are people who might be upset about I uh, get it having a forty nine percent stake, uh, having a British company own forty nine percent of the company. But you know, why is radio any different than any other company? I mean, I, you know, you go to the, you go to a hotel today. Let's say it's the Hilton Hotel. I'm just giving that as an example, and they're owned by a Chinese company, or, or the majority is owned by a foreign company. So I mean, it's this. You know, I don't, I don't know. Is it right or is it wrong? I mean, I, I, it's very. I have a very mixed opinion about that because. Uh, because the IHA Media is a company like any other company, and they have to survive. And unfortunately, they they didn't cause the problem with the recession that they got into. Yeah, maybe they got into the problem years ago when they bought too many radio stations. But oh, they, they did. They started, but they didn't start out that way. They they ended up buying smaller companies, and they became larger and larger and larger. And you know what? That's what happens. So, what do you think of the foreign ownership thing, Bernie? Because it's it is an interesting thing that that's going to be it's going to be more prevalent as as more stations do it. So. What, what's your opinion on it? I I personally have no problem with it at all. I I don't know why. I mean, if somebody's ready to help you out, you know, your your iHeart's not doing all that well on their own, and so somebody's going, hey, you know what? We could uh, we could purchase part of this, and uh, we could we could help you out a little bit. I I see no problem with that. Well, you wonder though about it. You know, England is fine. You know, in uh, some a country that's a friendly country. But you wonder, for example, about let's say the Chinese buying or buying a you know a radio group like that. What would that do as far as you know uh, tilt their their talk shows and things like that? You know, there might be editorial comment, uh, you know, con- content issues with things like that. So I mean, a British, that's fine. You know, they, they're they're as goofy as we are. They got the right and the left and whatever. But you get into uh, hostile countries, China, Russia, whatever, uh, that could be a problem. You you're quite right, Chris, and you've already seen it with with, with the China. Remember, they had China Radio International doing their programming on was it WILD at WILD. And yep. they had a radio station in Washington D.C. doing it. Yeah, and they had several, they had ten or fifteen, I think. And I and that there was a lot of blowback under the Trump administration to try to get rid of those stations. And I, I and I think that they're. I'm not sure if they're all gone, but I know they're definitely. ILD gone. is gone. I know that. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I get where you're coming from, and 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 it, and it, it does make sense. And however, with iHeart, if it yeah, if, if it was another country, if it was Russia or China or or a, a Middle Eastern country like Iraq or Iran. I, I think I might have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there is a poison pill. Let me explain how that works. That, that's why they only said they wanted 49% essentially of the ownership, because if they, they, they can't own more, own more than that without approval of the board of directors, there's a, and if they try to take over the, there's a, a clause in the contracts about how this company is structured that says you can't, that, that says we won't let you take over this company without full board of, board of directors approval. And at that point, there might be more people getting upset about iHeart Media being, you know, totally foreign owned. So that if, and a lot hey, of companies somebody could do that. Have, if they got a news format that they run in in, uh, in England, it's got to be better than WBZs. And so uh, I'm, I'm well, all for LBC, it. LBC well, if you listen to LBC, they have two formats. Well, they have LBC Talk, and then they have LBC and News. LBC News. But the yeah, news yes. is not like your conventional WINS or WB. Their news. Their news is news, but when they do a story and they do a feature on a story, let's say they're talking about, uh, oh, Meghan Marple, and yeah, and, and yeah. 
they do a more in-depth interview. So the interview like an NPR kind of style. Kind of, yeah, kind of. So the interview might be two or three minutes or four minutes yeah. rather than yeah. being a 30 second soundbite or yeah, I yeah. guess I'm, I have sub 30, but but it's really more in depth kind of news. And that's they're also good. that's what we used to get. You know, when you had CBS running EEI, for example, or even before when, when they were be, doing busy, uh, you'd occasionally stop and have a two or three minute thing. You know, now it's all yeah. 30 seconds. So that's that's well, the that, nice thing about the, and ahead, the nice thing about the uh, the talk programming on LBC. It's it really is 24 hours a day live. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. Good, yeah. You know. I mean, it, there's no. Now, the other thing that that, that, that we see and I'm, it's coming up uh, uh, and I'm going to talk about it more next week is that more stations are dropping the Rush Limbaugh show with the, or the right. best of Limbaugh and they're putting on local talk. Is that mean that's that good. local talk's going to be going all over the place? That's I don't good. I don't know that that's going to happen. But, for example, in Atlanta, Georgia and in Jacksonville, Florida, you're going to see local talk. I'll talk about more about this next week. And Saga Communications is putting local talk on WGAN AM in Bay, was it in uh, Portland, no, Maine? No, Portland, Portland, and then, Maine. And yeah. they own a station, and I just don't have it right in front of me. I don't have it, but I think it's in Manchester, New Hampshire. I'm that, I know I know it's not WGIR, and I just don't no. remember the call letters, but they're doing they're replacing that. But they're not replacing it with local talk. They're replacing it with the Grace Curley show. Now, Grace Curley is syndicated by Howie Carr Productions. And, of course, you know, Howie Carr is still on WRKO AM. Yep. So, yeah, so they're getting well, while it's not local talk, it's really a talk sh- that that Grace Curley show is a talk show. That I'm not is, sure is that Grace Coonan, because that is Jeff Coonan's wife, is it not? I thought it was I'm Grace sure. Curley when I read the article. It said Curley, but I could be wrong about it. I think, so, yeah, I, I think yeah. she was Howard Carr's producer, apparently. Oh, OK, Grace that's Curley not is. the same Grace. He's married to Jeff Coonan, who's uh, an RKO host, is married to somebody named Grace as well. OK. Oh, you're making Grace WGIR in Manchester. No, I don't think it's don't think it's no, not no, WGIR. That's their channel. That's that, I mean, iHeart. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, but, uh, uh, so uh, like I said, the days of Rush Limbaugh and, and also these radio stations, I'm not going to want to pay iHeart Media but to run the best of Rush Limbaugh for the next Correct. three or four months. No, so. no, no. Another and, thing, Jeff, that I read an article today, Westwood One is launching a new show from that. It's going to run in that same time slot, noon to three Eastern. Hosted and by Dan, Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino, yes. And I, yeah, th- you may see may. some stations. You may see some stations pick that up too. You know, you know. Right. We'll have to see. Sure. So I mean, well, I, I also wanted to say something about Dale Arnold. He did the first uh, talk show when EEI went all sports in 1990. He was the first guy. They had a morning show with the, these other wow. people, and then he did the first sports talk show. He's an excellent play-by-play announcer he's done all four sports here in boston you know baseball, well he's football, not basketball. leaving he's not leaving the world nope. of the media completely but nope. he's leaving radio but he'll still be available on the he's a very some nice red he, sox games and he's yes. going to work for nesn correct and he's a very nice man you can tell he's about 64 so he's you know a little older but not uh, not as old as me uh but the thing is andy gresh now he is cool andy gresh of course works on cbs fm uh, cbs sports on the weekends he was formerly with Sirius XM he has been in Providence Radio he used to work and the irony of it he used to work with Scott Zolak on the score uh, 790 a.m. when they were a sports station in Providence they used to work together now they're going to oppose each other between 10 and 2 uh, Andy will be over on EEI and Scott's over on the sports hub so that's going to 
but Andy's very good. I mean, they, they, they picked a good replacement there. Now, is and, he doing uh, sports in uh, Providence Radio, Chris? <clears throat> he was. He was doing them on WPRO. Right, and they're on like Cumulus. They had a they had a difference in a, they had a disagreement on his contract and renewing it, and that's why he left WPRO. Right, and and yeah, so so he was doing sports there for a couple of years, but he was still doing. I caught him going by uh, one of the CBS Sports on the weekend. He was still doing that. So he certainly worked with intercom slash cbs before because again we was with sports hub when they were owned by cbs so uh he's you know uh he knows the players and uh, he's excellent you know he's very good and dale dale was good too so uh, this is not uh, this is not a bad thing for eei and I, put a little, I, heard, uh, I heard his retirement yeah. thing chris you know when he retired and while he said yeah. that he said he was was, reti- was retiring from radio because his wife had some medical issues a while ago and he wanted to spend more time with his wife and his family he didn't want to Spend his yeah. summers up at his home up in Maine, where he's from originally, I guess. Papoose Pond, he's always talking I, about. Yeah. I, 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 well, I always got the, I, I, it, and it wasn't, you have to listen to the retirement thing, and I'm not sure if I can still find it, but I, yeah. I, I got the impression that he's not happy with the state of radio. He didn't say anything, but the way he said, I will, I will not be coming back to radio anymore. And it was just, just the way he said it. I think he's, in other words, what he means is, he, you know, if he got a different vehicle on radio where he could just do commentary or something like that and do play by play. But I think that sports talk, it gets to the point, you know, like I, I am amazed that the hardly any Red Sox games have been on EEI FM this year. How often can they talk about the Patriots and Brady and blah, blah, blah. Now things have gotten more interesting with the Patriots in the last week because they picked up some people. But before that, it was just, Patriots and the Celtics and Patriots and so you know when you do a local sports talk show and you've got four franchises you're focused on it can get it's got to get boring it's got to be like playing uh, Piano Man every day for a classic rock jock you know yeah but yeah. Uh, and, and, and and but at least play the long version of Piano Man okay guys <laughs> yeah, that's right Hi, about Davy who went in the Navy yeah we never hear that <laughs> that's right As a, and and that's why he wrote that song I am the entertainer because he was and that was a dig right. at how they made how they cut his song Piano Man so uh, mm-hmm. maybe we should play the long version of it. but you can't always do that I mean that's not the way it really works in radio so so you know what can I say well let's see. Why don't we do this? How about if we play and we, we can really talk about this station coming up? It's WDRV Classic Rock. Bob Stroud is the radio announcer. And I really enjoyed how he presented the, uh, the Classic Rock on this particular. I've always enjoyed this radio station anyway. So I'm going to ask Dave to roll WDRV. And I want to get your comments. You guys who are listening and want to chime in, you can raise your hands as well. And we'll get to hear WDRV FM from Chicago, Illinois. Over to you, Dave. This week in our featured station segment, we're traveling to Chicago, Illinois, and we're going to listen to a radio station that celebrates 20 years of classic rock. The station began doing classic rock on March 15, 2001, and they came up with a very novel idea of how to celebrate that anniversary. They played the exact music log that was played on March 15, 2001. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy WDRV FM in Chicago, Illinois, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. For 20 years, you were listening to the songs heard on the drive from our first day on the air in order as we rewind to March 15th, 2001, celebrating our 20th anniversary all day long on 97.1 FM, The Drive, Chicago's classic rock.
is 97.1 FM. The Drive. Chicago's classic rock. We come on in this loop, John B. FM, The Drive, Chicago's Classic Rock. Drive Rewind all day today as we feature the exact set list that we played 20 years ago today, March 15th of 2001, when The Drive debuted. And that includes Sloop John B. from the Beach Boys off of Pet Sounds. That was song number 45. And then preceded by From the Beginning, Emerson Lake and Palmer, Looking Out My Back Door, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Sweet Judy Blue Eyes, Crosby, Stills, and Nash kicked it off with Brown Eyed Girl from Van Morrison. We have a driver out there who's a huge Van Morrison fan. Pat Izzo has been with The Drive since day one. And uh, thanks for the nice email there, Pat. I appreciate it. Also heard from Frank Richardson of Streamwood, who's enjoying the music today from 20 years ago. And thank you to everybody. All the nice phone calls coming in today. It's uh, It sure is a pleasure to have the greatest listeners in the world. Uh, have your back and i i really appreciate that when the drive started 20 years ago as i mentioned we were broadcasting out of the loop studios because both stations were owned by bonneville broadcasting at the time so the only person from the drive staff in the loop radio station was the disc jockey who was on the air everybody else was across town at a rented office space on Wacker Drive. The sales staff and management and everybody, because there was no room in the Loop radio station. So it was a strange first year to be like the only one from the radio station there. Everybody else is across town. But within a year, uh, we were down on the 15th floor of the John Hancock Center in our own office space, if you will, our own radio station. 97.1 FM, The Drive, Chicago's Classic Rock. And here we are, 20 years later, and this is our third year in our gorgeous studio complex here in the Prudential. I'm Bob Stroud from day one, and thank you for hanging out with me today. We'll have more goodies to give away a little later on this hour. Special Drive 20th Anniversary Prize Pack with the T-shirt, the face mask, and the Oreo cookies that's coming up later on. In next on our Rewind... Uh, song number 46 that we played for you 20 years ago is from Simon and Garfunkel. On the drive. WDRV FM and HD1 Chicago, WWDV FM and HD1 Zion. 97.1 FM, The Drive, Chicago's classic rock. Final week of winter, wouldn't you know it? Snow flurries today, high 36, right now 34, wind chill 23. Hello on the drive. This weather report is powered by Dell Technologies. Dell's semi annual sale for business has arrived. Enjoy specials on Dell docks, monitors, and servers, plus up to 45% off the latest Dell business computers, powered by Intel Core processors. So call 877 Ask Dell to speak with a Dell Technologies advisor. That's 877. Hey, it's me, your cousin from Boston. The Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Drink responsibly. Now, is that 30 seconds? Are we even close? I just got a nice phone call from Laura. She lives in Kingman, Arizona these days, and it's her birthday today. So it's a drive's birthday and Laura's birthday, and she's back in Chicago, where she's from, visiting relatives. And happy birthday, Laura. And, uh, in your situation, this is just such the perfect song here. It's song number 46 that we played on the drive 20 years ago when we debuted. This is Homeward Bound. Simon and Garfunkel, 97.1 FM, The Drive, Chicago's Classic Rock. 
Bob? It is. Well, hello, Bob. My oh. name is Renea, and I just want to wish you a happy 20th anniversary. Well, thank you so much. How nice of you. I appreciate that. Where are you calling from today? I'm, I live in McGuanagoe. I'm originally uh, McGuanagoe, Wisconsin. I'm originally from Chicago. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I love the city and listen to you guys every day, all day. Thank you yeah, so much for taking the time to give us that nice call. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. And you, thank you for being on. I love your show and have a wonderful, have a wonderful day. I will do that. You do the same. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. It's the Drives Rewind from 20 years ago today. 97.1 FM, Chicago's Classic Rock. It's shiver in the dark. It's raining in the park. meantime... FM The Drive, Chicago's classic rock on this very special day. It's our birthday for all intents and purposes. Um, 20 years ago today is when we debuted The Drive, March 15th of 2001. And all day today we are playing you the exact same music log that we debuted with uh, 20 years ago. And there is song number 50 that we played on this date. Daniel from Elton John, preceded by Still the Same from Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Sultans of Swing, Dire Straits, Question 67 and 68 from Chicago. Set led off with uh, Homeward Bound from Simon and Garfunkel. It's Bob Stroud here. And all day long, we're thanking you, the faithful Driver Nation, for sticking with us for these 20 years by passing along some 20th anniversary prize packs. That would be a special Drive 20th anniversary prize pack, including a commemorative 20th anniversary T-shirt, face mask, and Oreo cookies. Let's go to those phones. That are busy ringing right now. Caller 9, this is yours. 312-642-WDRV, 312-642-9378. Here from 97.1 FM, The Drive, Chicago's Classic Rock. WDRV FM and HD1 Chicago, WWDV FM and HD1 Zion. 97.1 FM, The Drive, Chicago's Classic Rock. It is really coming down along the lakefront right now. Snow, that is. It's with us for the remainder of the day, it looks like. High 36, 34 currently. Windshield 23 along the drive. This weather report is powered by InvisibleFence.com. Invisible Fence brand introduces the all-new Boundary Plus smart system. Advanced pet containment technology paired with new smart features keeps your pet protected in your yard. Visit InvisibleFence.com to schedule your free consultation. That's InvisibleFence.com. InvisibleFence.com. Spring is finally here. Call 224 for details. All right, congratulations to Lucky Caller 9 this time around. That's Bridget Cho of Cherylville, Indiana, and she got herself a Drive 20th Anniversary prize pack, which includes the T-shirt, the face mask, and the Oreo cookies, and Bridget 
is a big Elton John fan, so she just enjoyed song 50 that we played, which was Daniel by Elton John. That leads us to song 51 that we played for you 20 years ago today. This is the exact music log when we debuted The Drive on March 15th of 2001. Song 51 from the Guess Who? 97.1 FM, The Drive, Chicago's Classic Rock. Well, there you go. WDRV-FM in Chicago, wow. Illinois, celebrating their 20th anniversary on March 15th, 2021. And they played their exact music log that they played on March 15th, 2001. The radio announcer was Bob Stroud. And if you have any comments concerning this part of the show, why don't let me know about it by email. That email address, as always, is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Okay, so let's... That was cool. Let's talk to the panel. Let's talk to the panel. How about let's go about one at a time here? Let Bernie, I'll start with you. Then we'll go with Chris, and then we'll go with Mike, and then Gary. Go ahead, Bernie. I uh, I have been a Drive fan for a long time, <clears throat> like you have. Um, I think they're they, they're a classic rock station, but they do go just a little bit deeper than a lot of classic rock stations do. Uh, also, I'm a big Bob Stroud fan. He has been a fixture in Chicago radio forever. I mean. I don't even know how old the guy is. He used to do the uh, uh, the Roots Chicago Roots show, which basically was just a a look back at at music that was from the '60s and stuff. And he would do it on Sunday mornings. He did it on several different stations as as he made his way through Chicago. In fact, recently he was doing it on the Drive, and they finally took it off and put a some kind of wacky syndicated show on. But uh, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of of his and i'm glad i, to I, I that talked to him he's a nice guy so well nice guy yeah, i talked to him I, on the I've phone never once. spoken to him and yeah i said i said you know i'm a big chicago radio fan and he said yeah. well what is your favorite radio station i said you probably think i should say wls and i but i said i'm, I'm i like wcfl he says you must be a radio freak or a guy that used to be in radio and we both started to laugh i said well yeah i, <laughs> I, I was he says because i love wcfl as well chris what was your opinion oh yeah well, the music was great. You know, I, I enjoyed a lot of the songs. The the thing is, you know, and that's what I really don't know how uh, classic rock, because I don't really listen to, I, I'm an oldies guy, so I tend to listen to that. But, you know, and, and usually now on the internet, of course. But, you know, this this would have been a, 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 a good set for when the legend uh, plays the oldies. That would have all fit into the legend uh, oldies format. And I don't know what they've done with the years. Now, we know that the stations that claim they play oldies now, I think they struggle to play 70 songs, let alone 60 songs. They'll play 60 songs, maybe from the 60 songs from the Beatles and maybe a few 70s. But now it's 80s and, you know, stuff, mostly on the oldies format. So I don't know whether classic rock, and you guys would have to tell me, has drawn a line with a certain year. Because you look at, uh, they went back to, for Homeward Bound, that's 66 and you know, uh, both of those, uh, so John, B, John B also uh, yeah. 66. Yeah, that, yeah, so that. so yeah. I, what I wonder is, those who listen, maybe Gary, you can kind of answer this. Did they kind of have a year where they kind of, you know, like you, you see that you remember if you listen to classic rock in the 80s or 90s and early 2000s, that you heard songs like that and now they're gone and they've now... They just won't play the seventies. How, how do they do well, it year wise, uh, uh, Gary? I'm gonna. Well, why don't you talk about, about your opinion, Gary, and then we can you can elaborate on that, okay? Uh, yeah. Back in the early days of classic rock, they brought back a lot of mid sixties uh, staples, things that you hadn't heard since then. And I, I Sloop John B. I think was the earliest song I heard. It seemed like the heart of it was the seventies. 
to me. Well, they I played a lot of Beatles, though, didn't they? Yeah. On, on classic rock, you know, so yeah, that was they, mostly. Oh, sure they did, you know. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they used to have a guy, and I don't remember his name, and maybe Bernie, you remember, his name was Nick. And the guy did a, a, a kind of an oldies or a, a countdown show or a special Sunday show. I, I think I'm not sure if he passed away or what happened to him. But he, he, when you, all the production you hear on that station that, that they're using, they still use it. That's his voice that does the sweepers and the liners and stuff, uh, the pre-recorded stuff. What a voice he's got. And uh, well, look, you know, like when, when WNEW first became classic rock and first became rock, they were beautiful. They were easy listening. And I, well, let's let's not even think about them. Let's go back to 1966 when when stations had to separate, when the AMs and the FMs had to separate and WORFM was playing top 40, but they would play, you know, deeper album cuts of the star of the of the current top 40 artists. But then they would play songs by the, the throgs, which other stations might not have played. For example, uh, you know, Love is All Around, they would play, but and they would play Wild Thing, but they played a lot more stuff that was. From the from from that might have been their first album and right. stuff like that. So that was what so, that was a classic. Yeah, there were a lot of early FM top forties that did that. When KNUS, when McClendon sold KLIF, and KNUS was progressive rock. Mike, what did you and, think of Drive the Drive? By the way, well, well, actually, Gary hasn't answered my question yet. So now, nowadays oh. with classic rock, oh, what sorry. year do they tend to uh, draw a line at? I don't uh-huh. know because I don't listen to classic rock that much these days because we don't really have a pure classic rock station. Okay. Uh, you know, they KLBJ plays some new stuff, but I think uh, when I do listen to classic rock, I listen to either X Y W X Y G or The Drive. So when I want to listen to that, those are two stations that. But do you find you still hear stuff from the seventies and some of the sixties, or, or is it all eighties on? A lot much, of eighties up here, think? at least. Yeah, here, yeah, it's, you know, it's all, it's, you know, 25, 30 years ago, and so however have, long ago, oh. 25 years ago was, is how, how well, be where they'll be. To I answer your question, still plays. To answer your question, hold on a second, Mike, hold on, Wait a second, Mike. Mike. Oh. Go ahead, Bernie. I'm sorry. Okay. To answer your question, Mike, wait, yeah. Bernie, go ahead. The, the drive still plays a lot of stuff from the 70s. Um, okay. They'll play, you know, they'll play Rolling Stones, uh, and, and even even they'll go back to the '60s for the Stones. Now, you're not going to hear Sloop John B. No day, no. But no, you wow. will hear, you know, a lot of uh, Eagles, Aerosmith, Led okay. Zeppelin, okay. stuff like that from the '70s. But you know what? You don't hear a lot of, and and because well, well, let's think about it. I mean, the truth is, and uh, although I I like some of his early stuff, and. Uh, you don't hear a lot of, for example, Jimi Hendrix anymore. Uh, yeah, no, you might yeah. hear Purple no. Haze and Foxy Lady and, and all along the Watchtower. Because you're not going to hear Voodoo Child. You're not going to hear the deep, no. the deep cuts anymore. And that, that's part of the problem. And the, look, the classic rock you hear from the iHeart stations and the Cumulus stations plays nothing but 80s and 90s. Um, yeah, right. and, they don't, and they don't play. Yeah. They, and OK, but how many times can I hear? Um, I'm not I'm trying to think of a song, you know. Leonard Skinner. Oh, they'll play a lot of this Leonard Skinner. Like, how many times can I hear Sweet Home Alabama and ooh, that smell? Yeah. You know, it's, right. it's not funny. I, 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 get yeah. no, I get nauseous hearing that stuff after a while because uh, yeah, I heard of it. Yeah. Well, and Piano Man, I brought it up before, you know, Piano Man. No, over no, over. no, no let, let's, let's let poor Mike come in. Mike, what did you yeah, think? Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Okay, to answer your question, I love what they were doing. They sounded really good. Our classic rock station down here play, plays mainly songs that I know that I don't know much about. Right. There you go. That's, that's what we're saying. You know, if you, you're like, yeah, and I'd be in the same boat, Mike. I mean, I might know some of them, but I wouldn't know a lot of them because, you know, yeah, I'd be more, 
And I don't remember when ZOX started in the 80s. I don't remember them playing like Sloop John B and stuff. Maybe they did. But they yeah, were yeah. more heavy and more, more electric, let's say, you know, than, than you would get with Simon and Garfunkel or, yeah. or whatever. The first classic rock station I heard was Z107 in Houston. They would not have played Sloop John B. Uh, they would have played, uh, oh, I don't know, some old... Uh, maybe the Boxer. They might have played, would they have played the they Boxer, would, maybe? Yeah, they would, they would have played the Boxer, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. would have played that. Yeah, but not well, they wouldn't have played anything by the Beach Boys on that stage. I right, mean, I can't think I, of it. Like I said, did. it's a good station. I've always enjoyed that station. Although, uh, although I feel, much. Yeah. I don't, I don't, although when they first went classic rock and in night in two thousand one, I'm I, I there was a lot of there was a lot of people there were a lot of people who were upset because yeah. uh, Chicago had two classical stations and all of a sudden WNIB is gone. Of course, they were the station that ran the old time radio programming that was hosted by Chuck Shaden on Saturday ah. afternoons. So. People were really upset. So, you know, the truck obviously found another home. He got to WBEZ, which is the public station. And yes, there was another classical station in Chicago, which is WFMT. But still, people were really upset. So, I mean, you, you got to understand that 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 was a that was a time in Chicago radio that was a big change. Like like when WNCN dropped its classical music in New York City and became WQIV back in '74, and the FCC. Was was really people were writing and complaining to the FCC, and that's when the Supreme Court came into the picture and said, "Look, if you if you're licensed to a radio station, you're the licensee. We, the government does not have any right to tell you what format to play because you're, right. you're responsible for that license." But that wasn't the case many years ago, and in some countries, like in the United Kingdom and in Canada, um, format changes aren't as easy as aren't so easy. Although it's a lot easier than it used to be in Canada, but it, but at one time you couldn't dare you change a format without permission from the CRTC and dare you change a format without permission. Jennifer from... would be out of business. What would she do? That's, you know, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> She'd have more time on her hands. <laughs> she would. And we should ask Perry. And I know he's uh, focused on Drake and Wichita state, but Perry, uh, what did you think of the music? Uh, I thought, I thought it was good because, uh, you know, being a little bit younger, I even recognized a lot of that music. So it, it, <laughs> it isn't it isn't, Chris, what you would probably have considered classic rock. But um, I even recognize a lot. And it was good, though. I, I did yeah. enjoy that. A lot of good songs. A lot of good oh, yeah. songs. I, I think that I think uh, I ahead, think Bernie. that the drive at that point was just trying to find their way. I don't think they quite knew yet how they wanted to be. And so I think that's why you would hear. Sloop John B. Exactly. Yeah, that know? makes sense. Well, that's but, funny because he, so much. It wasn't like there weren't classic rock. ZLX started to play classic rock in '86, so it's not like you couldn't go around the country and find them, you know, and find out what other people were doing. You would think that oh, they yeah, were the, exactly. the important, the all important consultants come in and tell them what to play. And, and then there are certain songs that you hear over and over again today. Like for example, if I hear "Picks One of how many times can I hear? I'm so sick of hearing one bourbon. One scotch. I cannot stay. It's <laughs> I love the, that song. I, and I like the song. Don't get me wrong. The other I like one I like by John Lee Hooker. The one song, I, the one I like better song. at that one is uh, I forgot what it is. Uh, yeah, she's lucky she gets the back rent. She she ain't getting the front rent. She's lucky she get the back rent. Uh, oh, yeah. and she was so lovey dovey. <laughs> George Thurgood. <laughs> yeah, George Thurgood. No, I like that yeah, song. Thurgood, yeah. <laughs> well, the other one that the other one went out back in the seventies. Uh, I would listen to WMJQ in Rochester when they were when they were progressive rock they, or they were rock and they were consulted by Lee Abrams and they would say, boom, 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 out go the lights. Pat oh, Travers. Yeah. And, Pat Travers, and how yeah. many times yeah. can you hear Pat that Travers, song? Yeah. 
over and over and over, but it was so was a, popular in Central it was and Western. A huge East. hit back then. I mean, that song yeah, was huge yeah, it was. everywhere. But today, you don't even hear yeah. that stuff anymore. So you know, uh, you know, or or the Blue Oyster Cult. You always hear "Fear Don't Fear Don't Fear the Reaper," but yeah. uh, what's the name of that yeah. song? Gorilla. Some oh, gorilla. So I forgot the name of the song, but the other song I thought was better. So That's you know. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it was, it was, yeah. that was funny uh, that you guys who didn't hear the election night coverage, we, <laughs> I was given Bill songs to play for the different elections that were popular in the, you know, around that time, October, November. And I said, uh, don't fear the reaper by blue oyster cult. He's like, blue oyster cult. What's that? I never heard of that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Gary knew what it was. He, he yeah, knew what I, I was I, talking I about. <laughs> it was funny. Well, then, you know, let's get to the next station. Now, th- this is what, this is one of those stations I put it in because I said, you know, I, I know the station's not doing this anymore, but back in the year, back in the 80s, I'm talking about 85, there were stations that wanted to compete. They, they were easy listening at one time and they, you know, their audience was dying and they had to compete. They went to the soft, mellow rock, soft adult contemporary. Um, mm-hmm. Now, we had other mellow rock stations like WEEI did it. W, WKTU did it out, out, out in New York City and WSYR, and they played nothing but unfamiliar soft music from, from vocals that you never even heard of. Like the, you'd, you'd hear something by um, Carla Bonoff, but it wasn't the, it wasn't the famous song that you hear from her, like, uh, you know, per, uh, personally yours, you know, but it was uh, some unfamiliar piece of garbage that you'd never hear. Before. But uh, this station was, well, when you hear it, I think you're going to understand what I mean. So Dave, can you run the WSNE right now? This week, we're taking the virtual time machine back to April of 1985, and we're traveling to Providence, Rhode Island. We're going to listen to radio station WSNE-FM. They transmit on a frequency of 93.3 with their soft adult contemporary format. This was very popular in the 1980s and lost popularity later on, but it seems to be coming back again. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy radio station WSNE-FM from Providence, Rhode Island, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. 93.3 WSNE. Hi, I'm Charlie Warren, in for Liz Solar tonight. Nice to be here sharing these good recordings with you. What do we have for a couple of things before we get back to music? Joni Mitchell's hanging in the wings here. First of all, find out what's holding up traffic. Listen to WSNE traffic reports, mornings and afternoons with great music and more. It is WSNE. See what we have in the weather forecast. Light rain developing, then changing to wet snow. Possibly accumulating up to an inch. Haven't seen anything yet, have you? No. Into the low 30s tonight is where we're going to go. We have a ways to go yet before we hit that. Tomorrow... A 30% chance of lingering early morning snow, and then it'll just be a partly sunny day. Cold and becoming breezy, with a high about the mid-40s. Looking ahead to tomorrow night, it's going to be winter again. Into the 20s in some locations, mostly clear but cold. All right. The temperature's 47 degrees in Providence, right here at WSNE. 93.3 WSNE. WSNE FM radio. Please remember you're listening to WSNE. Ninety-three point three WSNE. Hi, I'm Charlie Warren. Liz Solar is not here tonight. Hope she's going to feel better by the time next week rolls around. And thank you for being here tonight to join me. 
Well, we uh, have a couple of things I want to tell you about just ahead of Neil Sedaka here, if you don't mind. You could win a trip for a couple of you to Epcot Center in Disney World. The second annual WSNE MDA flash-type competition is coming. And if you were in it last year or you'd like to enter for the first time, give us a writing here to WSNE flash-type 100 Boyd Avenue, East Providence. That's 02914. And I understand during the weeks that you can call 401 Four six three eight one three zero to find out more details. That's four six three eight one three zero. For a little more detail, right now, Flash Type is a typing contest based on speed and accuracy, with the proceeds going to help children and adults with muscular dystrophy here in Rhode Island. Okay. From WBIE, from WSNE, I knew it would happen at least once tonight. Let's hear this one, and then we'll get to Neil Sedak. Why do you do? WSNE. Ninety-three point three WSNE with Bruce Springsteen and I'm on fire. It's eleven minutes before eleven o'clock. My name is Charlie Warren. We have a little bit of an ugly forecast for you. Get to that in just a second. I just want to remind you, first of all, to be listening tomorrow morning for a good morning. More information, more sports, more weather, traffic reports, weekday mornings, hear great music, and more right here at WSNE. WSNE weather looks like a little light rain developing tonight, if it hasn't already in your neighborhood, and then changing over to wet snow. The snow possibly accumulating. That's possibly accumulating up to an inch. With a low in the 30s tonight, it's going to get colder, though, tomorrow night. Monday 1st will be a 30% chance of lingering early morning snow and then becoming partly sunny. Looks like the high will hang around the mid-40s tomorrow and then get to be mostly clear, but a cold night tomorrow night into the 20s in some locations. It is 46 degrees right now in Providence at WSNE. 3.3 WSNE FM Radio. Great music and more. WSNE. 93.3 WSNE. My love behind. 
93.3 WSNE, Everybody Dance. That's DeBarge and Rhythm of the Night, 924 with Patty Costa. WSNE weather, a period of some showers this evening, then partly cloudy and cold, 25 to 30 for a low tonight. Considerable sunshine and chilly tomorrow, high 40 to 45. Tomorrow night, clear and cold, low 20 to 25. And Wednesday, sunny and continued chilly. When will it warm back up again? 43 to 48 for high on Wednesday. It's 37. We have off and on showers in Providence at WSNE. 93.3 WSNE. WSNE FM Radio, the most popular songs. WSNE. Ninety three point three WSNE, the Hikers Club of Rhode Island invites you to walk with them Saturday, April thirteenth, along the scenic Old East Bay Railroad Line. This is the route of the proposed bike and walking trail that the state proposes to build with federal funds. So support the East Bay bike and walking path. Walk the trail April thirteenth at nine AM sharp. Ninety three point three WSNE. I knew a man Bojangles and he danced for you WSNE for the week of heart. That's REO Speedwagon with One Lonely Night. 9.53 with Patty Costa. WSNE weather. We'll see periods of showers this evening, then partly cloudy and cold. 25 to 30 for a low. Considerable sunshine. A bit on the chilly side tomorrow. High 40 to 45. Clear and cold tomorrow night. 25 to 30 for a low. And Wednesday, sunny and continued chilly. High 43 to 48. Right now it's 37. We have off and on showers here in Providence at WSNE. 93.3 WSNE. WSNE FM Radio. Great music. Good times. WSNE. 93.3 WSNE. Huey Lewis in the news if this is it. With Patty Costa, it's 10.06. This is it. Just a reminder, for all of you who've won WSNE Sunny Money, it's almost auction time. 
The WSNE auction will be, will be taking place on Tuesday, April 16th at Lincoln Greyhound Park. Now, when you have your sunny money, please arrive at the park between 5.30 and 6 to enter free. Now, all you need to show up is proof that you have WSNE sunny money, and then they'll let you in. The auction begins at 6 p.m. sharp, and if you'd like to win more WSNE sunny money, be the 10th caller right now. At 401-438-9352, and you could win $1,000 in WSNE Sunny Money. Phone's already ringing. To bid on such dream prizes as two round-trip tickets to London aboard British Caledonian Airways with daily nonstop service from New York to London. Call on number 10 right now at 401-438-9352. 3.3 Well, there you go. New England's soft adult contemporary radio station, WSNE-FM in Providence, Rhode Island, recorded in April of 1985. At that time, easy-listening radio stations were quickly changing to regain their audience share because easy-listening music was losing popularity, and radio stations also wanted a younger demo. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email. Again, that email address, as always, is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. I really had mixed thoughts about the station because in, in one hand, I, I would say to myself, it what it was and for what they did, they, they were doing what was what was very popular back then. And if, if I if I played this for my family and if I played this for the, for the uh, what I call her the sister, if I played it for the sister, she would say that that was a good station. And in reality, they did have a, a presentation that was very pleasing, very unoffensive, but very kind of boring to me. Boring, but, yeah. But yeah. But hold on a second, guys. But we'll and we'll get to the reverend of the panel. Let's get in order here. But okay. But in in but in reality, in '85, when easy listening was dying, and 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 stations were saying, "What are we going to do? We want to keep our audience." <laughs> they could still keep the older listeners because there would be nothing else that they would want to listen. They're not going to listen to heavy metal. They're not going to listen to disco and they're not going to listen to loud rock. And yet they would, they would be able to get a younger demographic. So let's go around the panel here and let me start. I'm going to, I will start with you, Bernie, and then we'll go to Chris and let's try to get this, uh, you know, in logical order here. So let me go to you, Bernie, because I, I, you may, you may feel differently about it. Uh, okay. So the station I worked for in 1981 here in Indianapolis was just about that station. <laughs> it yeah. was, uh, it was WENS. It had just signed on, and it really did well. And we, um, our slogan was, we let our music do the talking. Uh, and yeah, the, the delivery is a little boring, but she uh, could have made it, and he could have made it better. They seemed to focus on the weather. <laughs> that seemed to be their whole thing all the time. But um, yeah, our station started in 81, and it was pretty much that music and what happened was we would do these focus groups and they would all say oh my god i love your station I, this is the greatest thing ever you, you let your music do the talking you know and we we love that but then in the morning they'd go to the 
stations that had the personalities. And so yeah. we, we kind of got to a point where we weren't sure what to do. So by 85, we had changed things up quite a bit. Oh, so yeah, what, well, so what, how did, hold on a second. So how did it go in 85 then? What, where, did, where, where was the music going at that point, Bernie? The, the tempo, we up-tempoed it. Uh, we, we did more personality. Uh, we, we, when we first came on, we said, no gimmicks, games, or contests. Well, people said they loved that. But when the other stations were going to, to give away money or cars yeah. or whatever, they'd be right over to those stations. So by 1985, we were doing all those things. We, uh, we had a thing called the Money Song. And because it was owned by Jeff Smolian, and he wasn't a, a publicly traded company at that time, he could do whatever he wanted. So we gave away $1,000 every day. And on Thursdays, we gave away $5,000. Cool. Because we were going to buy that audience no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> and, did, 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 and did it work? Yeah, it did. So let me ask you one more question that I want to go to Chris and Barry and Mike. If, if I said to you, look, we're all getting older. I mean, we are. And... And, and a lot of the people I know who are my age and my sister's age just say, there's really nothing that we really like listening to on the radio at times. If I said to me, I would like to do a format like that, like they did back in 1985, but put more mellow songs that were around today, do you think it would work? Well, it, it, some markets it does. WBUV, for instance, uh, does yeah. very well down in Tampa. Uh, but I think it's it's because there are a good many older people there. Phoenix does pretty well with that kind of format. I don't know. I mean, because nobody does it. You know, yeah. Nobody does it anymore. So it's even hard to know. And, you know, when WLTW was doing it, they were playing Frank Sinatra and they were playing Barbara Streisand. And now, you know, iHeartMedia has own, owns a station now, of course. And they, they I don't know how they can call themselves light favorites because they're not light. I know. I know. And, no, I, and I, I listen to them because, you know, I, I occasionally, you know, I'm, I'm terrible. I, I that's why maybe that's why I'm not married because I can't stop turning the dial when I listen to the radio. We won't go into that, Bernie. Okay, go, let's go. To, let, let me go to you. Now, Chris. You, you, you like the older stuff. So, what, what was your opinion yeah. of that station? Well, no, that was fine. You know, of course, the mellow rocker reminds me of what magic used to be here at, the, at that time. I thought the the show Sunday night was a special show because they went further back and they did more oldies. You, if you noticed when we bounced up to Tuesday. Um, because they were talking about Wednesday and Thursday, you know, whatever they drove, moved up a day or two, and they were they were then uh, playing newer stuff. So I think they actually had a little formula on that. They had their sunny money. So everybody now Lincoln Park, where they were going to go, that was a dog track. So I'm not sure if there were dog races going on while this auction was, or just uh, they, they thought they would get the whole uh, thing going. And of course, these dog tracks had you know and like racetracks too they had you know you could eat there i mean it's a restaurant it's like being in a big bar so you know having an auction there with all your sunny money uh you know was was fine and then i don't know what whether they sent you this stuff and you had to bring it in there or whatever but they were uh i kept saying they're from taunton well i guess they'd moved to providence the thing is maybe the transmitter is still in taunton which is fine because that's not far from uh, providence but they used to be wrml in the late seventies. And I used to listen to a really good oldie show on there on a Friday night, a guy, one of these one-off kind of guys who just came in and I don't know that he bought the time, 
but one of these kind of people that you you get that has their own collection and played a lot of good stuff. So that that was where I was more familiar. But I did know they had called themselves Sunny for a while. But it's funny they weren't using that slogan anymore. But they still had Sunny Money. But uh, wow. you know, but that was a, a common name for a lot of those soft rock stations was Sunny. You know, okay. back in the day. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's go to Gary, and then we'll go to Mike. Gary, Gary, what did you think? Yeah, I, I, I would not have listened to it myself. But I know that a lot of people would have. It's a little bit too mellow for my personal taste. But uh, yeah, we had, uh, you know, stations doing that same format too. And it's interesting that people will say they like <laughs> one thing and and then listen to another. You know, yeah. well, it's uh, quite common. It is. You know, you know my dad owned a billiard parlor, and I said, "Look, you got to change the music. The WRFM is going to change." And and he was he didn't know what to put on. I said, "Well, why don't you put this station on?" It was at the time it was WKTU, and they were doing mellow rock. And he said, "Well, I'll put that on." And of course, yeah. the, uh, the 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 neighborhood changed, the clientele changed, so he ended up having to put on more rock and disco in in, in the <clears> place <throat> before he sold it. But but I mean, he had a business, so I mean, it was it for him. It was the perfect place for his for him to uh, put music oh, on yeah. at that point. Mike, what did you yes. think of them? Okay, um, number one, I enjoyed the jingles. Uh, WLYF was kind of like what they were doing for a while, and they kind of reminded me of <clears throat> happening in uh, Fort Myers with the FM one hundred and one playing soft music, playing easy music, and you never know what you're going to hear on there. The DJs were could have been a little better. But um, I kind of enjoyed what they were doing. Uh, one of the problems okay. working at that radio station, because I did some work at a radio station in Syracuse doing that, is, Bernie, you know what the problem with that station is? Oh, so I was working there. I'd be falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why I was uh, well, wondering about I was going to ask you, Gary, why wouldn't you want to listen to it? And I know sometimes you leave messages on our group at like four in the morning. You might want to check out a station like that once in a while. You know? <laughs> are, you, yeah. are you saying, Chris, well, it might help him sleep? Yeah, I am. If I want to do that, I'll, when I'll I, listen when to I first the classical when I, when I first started on the on WENS full time, I was doing 10 to 2 at night. And, uh, but I was so excited to be there that it didn't matter. And the truth is, those stations, those stations are number one with women. They, oh, yes. That's who listens to those now, stations. The, the thing today, let's say today, if the station was bizarre, there wouldn't be any radio announcers on the air at that point. They might they might be voice tracking or they wouldn't have any announcers. So you got to understand. Right. Harry, you're you're much you're so much. You're the baby of the family here, essentially. <laughs> at least today. <laughs> today. Yeah. No, Sean. No, uh, Sean. What yeah. uh, what what did you think of the station? I mean, obviously, the music is you know, some of the songs that you might remember. But what oh, yeah, you I remember. Yeah. I remember the songs. I don't know that it, it's something that I would would listen to. I mean, I suppose. You know, it, depending on the mood, maybe. But um, I remember the songs, but you might. I would think you want to be a little more upbeat. <laughs> yeah, they they could have been a little peppier. Than yeah, they, they could have. Yeah, and and now I do have, and I I can't believe that. And I I, I was told by a listener who loves the the show. He says, if you put easy listing stations on the podcast through their checks, I'll never listen. I won't listen to them. But I have WRFM in New York. I don't have the one I wanted. The, the one I really want, I don't have because I don't have any good recordings of them. But I don't have WJIB in Boston, Massachusetts. Right, with the bell and, I, and everything. Yeah, yeah I, right. I really enjoyed them. And I am going to do an easy listing station from WRFM, which is owned at that time was owned and operated by Bonneville International. They bought the station back in 1968 or maybe a little earlier than that. 
Uh, the people who own that station were originally the owners of WWRL at the time. And, 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 and yeah, WNYW too. And they around, would WNYW, which was the shortwave component. And I would listen to them because uh, my dad would have, maybe he gave me the wrong advice, but he said, you know, if you want to get into radio, you really have to familiarize yourself with different kinds of music. You know, what would happen if today that you offer, you were offered a job at an easy listening station? Would you say, <laughs> well, I'm only 20 years old and I can't stand that garbage. But no, you have to you know, so you have to kind of look at the at, so I would listen to them. And and of course, when you had easy listening, uh, the big players, well, there were a few of them. Peter's Productions, of course, was one. FM 100 that came out of Chicago was another one. But the two biggest players were Bonneville International and they own stations. Uh, of course, the big one is KSL FM in Salt Lake City, which they still own WRFM in New York. And they they had a syndicated service where they would supply your radio station with tapes and and announcers who were voice tracked who would do the IDs because not all the stations would tell you what they were playing. And if you had a Shulky station no. and the Shulky format was all the tapes were 15 minutes long. There was only what was only there was only uh, I believe there was only one vocal and that was the second song in the set. But they uh -huh. had and they also a lot of the music that you heard on these easy listening stations was custom. So they were it was custom music that you couldn't buy anywhere. So you'd hear things like some that was the Carnaby strings when, well, there's no such thing as the Carnaby strings. They were, they were right. They were right, exactly. musical selections produced. And then of course they'd have some familiar stuff. And of course the best time to listen to those stations was they were, when they were playing Christmas music, because you got to or hear when they were off the air. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. true. <laughs> that was good. Or when they changed format. That's what I like to hear. But then you I know what was that. really bad for easy listening music was Dolly holiday. That was oh. boring. Oh man! Oh, oh that was terrible. Oh, that was the yeah. that was the her husband owned the doll. Uh, her husband, I believe, owned the Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn. He yeah. did these shows, and WNEWFM would run them all night long, and so would WBTAM yeah. in, in uh, Charlotte, yeah, North Carolina. Did. But they I did. thought the worst shows. I couldn't stand them. I really. My, my dad would sit and listen to if he couldn't sleep because he normally would listen to talk shows. But if he really couldn't sleep. He turned on music till dawn on WCBS right. AM. That was brought oh, yeah. to you by that was always brought to you in the map where it was by American, American Airlines. Airlines. Right. Yeah. And they, and right. They, did a, they did a mixture of easy listening and lots of classical music. They I would said, do Dad, the classical later at night. They do the easy listening early and then they go to the classical about three or four in the morning. That, and, I said, uh, how could you listen to that stuff? He says, well, the only reason I'd listen to it is it would put me to sleep. I couldn't sleep with anything right. else. So and what they did so, is I, I think I explained before that like they were not okay there were a lot of CBS stations you know, owned and operated they were on BBM they were on EEI but they and CBS but they were not on KMOX because if American didn't fly in there they didn't they didn't bother so yeah, they're they on KRL they were on KRL because they went into Dallas you know and WJR in Detroit no no it wasn't all CBS but but WJR didn't have their own they had they had WJR had one called Night Flight. Which was similar to Music Till Dawn, actually. Very similar. Kind of I similar. I forgot who hosted it. Pat, someone or other, and Jay, Jay Roberts. I Jay think Roberts was, was a bit was the big yeah. host for that show at the time. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, so lazy listening. I mean, when I talk about classic air checks, I try to do a lots of different things. So uh, easy listening is certainly a component of radio that we don't really talk about too often. But it is it is it is what it is. So. Well, maybe but we'll it, do it that. evolved into soft rock is what you're basically saying. Yeah, that's you know? correct. It evolved or, into soft rock. or at that time, it went to music of your life because you oh. could do it either way. You could go with music of your life or, or you could go with soft rock. If you wanted to keep a, your demographic that you kind of already had, but you needed to change it up because really the easy listening. But the good see Now, there was no such thing as karaoke, but you could sit there 
and they would play an instrumental of like Yellow Submarine. So you could practice singing Yellow Submarine if you wanted to, you know, if you're hanging around, you know, they would do, of course. (laughs) But I mean, the thing is, there was no karaoke yet. That's the problem. If they'd been karaoke, the station to get ready for your karaoke uh, thing, you know, (laughs) the thing, but but, but soft rock is, has come back when you see these stations that were doing the breeze format. We have one here in Albany, but it's not quite the same as WSNE, but it's still there. Go ahead, Bernie. The, the thing is, uh, you don't, as a, as a person on the air, you don't have to like one song you play. Right. I mean, you don't get in. I, I did not get into radio for the music. You know, right. that, that didn't have anything to do with it. I mean, I got into radio because I loved radio. You know, yeah. And yeah, there's yeah. certain kinds of music I like better than others. But if somebody said to me, hey, we got a, a, a gig here at the, the beautiful music station. And uh, I know you hate the probably hate the music, but guess what? We're number one. Uh, so you know, yeah, you'd be it, over it there tomorrow. I, well, I, the I, other thing too that has changed, and maybe your father was right at the time, and and certainly it is with a good DJ who knows their music. And we've seen, we've talked about some DJs the last few weeks where they threw in little tidbits about artists and, and things that were interesting. Which, which I do. You know? Yeah, which is good. And that, that's what, yeah. what I would want to do. But you're, nowadays, the way you, you just play the music, and so you don't have to really know a whole lot about when it came out or who was who. Was who. And there are things that, like, I remember uh, one, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. Bob Moak one time played, and remember he had a 52-week uh, thing on, on Sirius XM with the, the 50s. And at one point he played uh, Band of Gold, and he also played Hold Me, Kiss Me, Thrill Me, by uh, Karen Chandler, and he didn't notice that he could have mentioned that both of those, and he didn't play them together, but he could have segued them to say that they were both done by, um, what's his name in, uh, oh, in 65. Mel, oh, Carter. I can't think of that. Yeah, Mel Carter. Yeah, Mel Carter. He, he could yeah. have said that, but he didn't say it. Yeah. You know, now he just, so I he bet if you said, it, said it to him, no, I bet he did. No, he, 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 I think he knew that, but he just didn't think of it. You know, so there are times yeah. that people don't tie things together the way they could. You know that true, you hear. You, you talk about people though, and 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 you had said Bernie about the you know if you, there was a music station, it was number one. When I was in college, we had this kid in my class, and he went in one day, and the the station that you know at the school had was a jazz station, and he said, "I don't like jazz." The professor just simply said, "If you want to get into radio, you're going to play things you don't like, so you better Correct. learn it." Yep, exactly. That's exactly. exactly. I mean, I couldn't, I I couldn't stand. Um, I don't know. I mean, let, let, let's just say I'm, I'm not a big fan of rap and hip hop. We'll give you that an example. But if I was working in radio and I had to play it, I would play it. I mean, I mean, yep. I, you know, and I try to listen to it because, look, I have a 13 and a half year old daughter, but she doesn't like rap and hip hop. But she does like uh, uh, groups like uh, Imagine Dragons and she likes uh, groups like the Lumineers and she likes. So, you know, so I get that. Well, you know, guys, I think it's time for us to go. We're going to ask Dave to put our feature on uh, this one second, Dave. We're going to have us uh, listen to Grant Turner from WSM in Nashville, Tennessee, very famous radio station. He was uh, been there for a number of years, as a, but it was he was on when they were doing country music. And, and they was, I think he did some work with the Grand Old Opry, it was one of the announcers that did the Grand Old Opry on Saturday nights and Friday nights. So we're going to listen to uh, Grant Turner on WSM AM in Nashville, Tennessee. And we'll all hope that Bill's search it comes out okay. Yeah, and hopefully next work. week we'll have yeah, a good report on that. And, and I'm we'll, sure we will. Yeah. I think they're going to we'll, go we'll okay. hope to find out what happens with Bill. So, Dave, yep. I'm going to say I'm going to say thank you very much for doing all the thank engineering you, tonight. Great tonight. Job. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Really you, Dave. good, really good job. And so I'll have you start Grant Turner.
in one, two, three, right now. Our guest is the Dean of Announcers for the Grand Ole Opry, Mr. Grant Turner. Grant, it's good to see you. Well, it's good to see you here again, Earl. I, we, I just uh, uh, have been recounting some of my years. When I get to reminiscing why somebody comes around the microphone, we get to talk. But I, uh, I'm i one of your uh, good listeners of WDOD and, uh, and really do uh, uh, enjoy the station. In fact, I have heard you, I heard your station for years and years and uh, only yesterday I was talking with Mr. Otis Devine who prefers more to be called Ott Devine, the former manager of the Grand Ole Opry and he was telling about his days at WDOD. He never forgets them. He came up from Alabama and came on in here. Uh, I know there are other things you want to talk about uh, besides uh, Otis and, and but he's retired from the Opry, and I, I brought that up because I'm sure a lot of people in Chattanooga remember Otis. Well, there's, uh, there's things that I wanted to talk about about you because you're one of our favorite people, and uh, the Grand Ole Opry wouldn't be the Grand Ole Opry if it wasn't for Grant Turner. Well, I have been here a, a long time, and I go back to the days of Uncle Dave Macon and Curly Fox and Texas Ruby and Pee Wee King. Louis Buck was another one of our uh, announcers that you know or that you knew. And uh, there's so many uh, things happened here. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, I'm proud of the way the opera has survived. It's 65 years old. And uh, it's, it's a remarkable show. As far as I know, it's probably the longest-running radio show anywhere. I don't know of any show that's lasted as long as it has. And for that, there always has to be a reason. And I think one of the reasons is that the people here are dedicated to uh, preserving country music. And, of course, as you know, uh, the pressures of uh, having a television network and all have forced the Opry to bring in more of the modern type of acts, but they still shy away, and I hope they continue to shy away from rock music on the Opry, although we have come dangerously close to it at times. It sounds sounds a little bit rocky out there and when it does well i think some of the older heads back here we shake our heads and say it, it never was like this at the ryman <laughs> but we you know we left the ryman back in 1974 and uh we've never had a a, a growth uh, you know there, there was a time i don't know whether you know this or not but the time when elvis presley became popular uh the Opry was just about on its last legs. And there was even some hint that came from the management that they might close it up. But then country music took a definite swing the other way. And our, uh, you know, our, our uh, people that came to attend the show, our customers, uh, our fans kept uh, increasing. And before long, uh, the management came forward with a new home for the Opry, and they built the new Opry House. Since that time, we have, uh, having all the land that we have in, in Pennington Bend, we have Opry land, we have the big hotel, and we have the General Jackson Showboat, and a uh, national, almost an international uh, 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 television network, uh, TNN. And all this happened 
just because somebody uh, believed in country music. Well, I want to know how you got started in radio, how you came to WSM, and how you came to the Grand Ole Opry. Well, as a, as a child, uh, I just lived radio. When radio came in, uh, I was just at the age where I could really appreciate putting on those headphones and listening to those old battery radios. <laughs> and uh, I got into the business. Radio, I think the first broadcast station signed on the air, uh, KDKA went on the air in 1922, I believe this is right. I got into it in 1928. So I, I got on uh, as a singer and I had a guitar and a ukulele, and I would sing pop songs. Now, which station was this, that KDKA? Was on, uh, no, that was on a station in uh, Abilene, Texas. That was uh, uh, KFYO. Later, it later moved to Lubbock, Texas, and still, still a very fine station in Lubbock. And uh, listened to all the farmers and ranchers out there in that part of Texas. But uh, on the days when I was with it, it was a crude operation on the air about four hours uh, in the evening. I think we were on the air uh, about an hour during the noon hour. And then they started a breakfast hour about seven to nine or something. But uh, we weren't on the air continuously. And But uh, when we first signed on, I was on. But the first man that I ever worked with was the man who wrote This Old House and Beyond the Sunset and all, Stuart Hamlin. He was the first uh, country music artist I worked with. And we called him, at the time he was at this radio station, our manager had named him Cowboy Joe. But he didn't keep that name long. When he uh, went with Victor and uh, got to recording and moved to California, he was Stuart Hamlin again. That's his real name. He passed away uh, not very long ago. No. When did you move to Nashville and WSM? Well, I, I had a, you know, the, uh, you go from one station to another. I went to, um, I got in the newspaper business and stayed in that a while. Then I went to um, uh, Longview and then to Sherman, Texas. And uh, I was down to Piney Woods of East Texas and then over to Sherman. And then I went to Knoxville. And it was uh, there that I really uh, began to appreciate uh, Tennessee and what country music uh, was doing and what it could do. And I was playing uh, both country and pop. I had a country show in the morning and then I'd come back in the afternoon to a, an afternoon pop show during war times. And then uh, an, uh, an opening came here at WSM and I jumped, jumped at it. And the very man that I told you, Otis Devine, who came from WDOD, he hired me uh, for my job. He was program director here at that time. You've seen lots of changes in the industry. Uh, I, I guess back in the days when you first started, why well, you had the big transcriptions, uh, 78s came in, 45s, 33s, and now vinyl is uh, almost a thing of the past and compact discs are coming in. What's going to be next? I have no idea, but uh, you know they changed the speeds. You remember there was a time when we got to 33 and a third, I think it was, on, the, on, a, on a disc, extended play and all that. But I still, I still like the vinyl. I don't know why uh, I cling to it, but I like the albums because they have uh, a large picture of the artist. 
And I think those things are interesting to the public. They, they, they listen to his music, and then they see, and then on, they turn it over and look on the backside, and they see uh, all the uh, other pictures of maybe members of his band, the people who helped him on the album, or maybe his friends or his family or somebody. And it helps you to understand the artist more. And also, the liner notes are very good. If you just pick up a cassette now, there's no room for very much. You have to get a bio on him to find out about him. But uh, uh, I still like the vinyl uh, albums. I'm sorry to see them go. What does Grant Turner do in his spare time? I'm, I'm asking well, you questions maybe that the people yeah, out there are wondering. You know, they, they've heard you for years. What do you do in your spare time? I'll have to, have to answer that with what spare time. <laughs> I have a... a syndicated radio show that I do and that takes one uh, you might say that takes one day a week and it's a weekly show and that takes a day and then I could if I wanted to work the matinees here at the Opry and I come out to WSM to do at least one job during the week and then I then uh, here Friday and Saturday uh, is, a, is a real busy time with us here at the Opry House so I stay busy. I think I don't ever want to get back to working seven days a week, but during my early days with WSM, I thought I was supposed to work seven days a week. I didn't know that there was a, was a, that, uh, they had arranged a day off in there, but I didn't know it. But now, you're an old baseball fan, aren't you? Uh, don't you go back with Dizzy Dean and some of those old-timers, no, Pee Wee Reese? Uh, the only way, the only connection I've had with Dizzy Dean, uh, Roy Acuff brought him here, as you know, to be on the Prince Albert show, on the network show, and he sang the Wabash Cannonball. And he'd been singing it on the on the radio, you know, in the breaks, various breaks in the games, he'd sing the Wabash Cannonball. He'd sing a line or two of it, I guess, but he could sing it all the way through. So uh, uh, Roy, Roy asked him to come down and sing with him and talk with him, you know, and be on the show. And Roy was a real good friend of Dizzy's. And uh, and Mrs. Dean, he used to, uh, the Roy used to visit them some, and they used to visit Roy. But you're not a you're not a diehard and wool baseball no, fan. Not, no, I'm not that much of a baseball fan. The, although you do like to see the Braves win every now and then, don't right, you? <laughs> that's right. I sure do. Uh, I, I've got that much Southern blood in me to be back of the Braves. But I'll tell you this: um, you you talking about uh, sports? Uh, every celebrity. I think every celebrity that ever comes within, I'll say, 100 miles of Nashville comes to the Grand Ole Opry. They come in and visit backstage. We have more stars backstage than we have out there on the stage. And uh, that really, that's what makes it interesting for us. Now, presidents have visited here, too. Uh, I believe you met uh, former President Nixon, well, didn't you? And uh, uh, Former President Nixon, let's see. Uh, I met uh, President Bush when he was vice president. Uh, he came here. Uh, I don't think he's been inside this building since he's been president, but he was here at one time when he was vice president, and uh, my wife, uh, we were talking about voting, and I said, well, I'm going to vote for him because he's the only politician I know 
that actually walked up to me and called me by name. He was he he was introduced. I was introduced uh, by Lamar Alexander, Lamar was governor, and uh, he brought Bush in here, and uh, we had him out on stage. And Roy Acuff, uh, Lamar Alexander played the piano and played the Tennessee Waltz. Roy Acuff sang it, and Bush stayed out there and kept time patting his hand like this because he didn't sing much. He didn't. He didn't. Maybe he didn't know the Tennessee Waltz. I think he sings though. I, I think I have heard him in a group. Uh, you know, when there would be some some large group in Washington and everybody's singing together, I have heard him sing. What's your favorite song? I don't know. I never did think of that. Uh, I would imagine my uh, favorite instrumental would be the San Antonio Rose. But I don't really know what my favorite song is. You played them all, though. Yeah, I played them all. Sure have. Well, what about groups? Uh, we've seen transition, uh, not only in country music, but in, but in pop music. I mean, we started out years ago, and you had uh, people like Pee Wee King and his uh, cowboy band and right. Sons of the Pioneers, and now we have uh, the Oak Ridge Boys and uh, just a vast array of groups. So it, it's changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, the, the, the business has changed a lot. I don't... Uh, see how some groups make it when especially when they're first starting out you take a group we'll say like the four guys if they don't have a good a good a solid contract uh, everything they make's got to be split four ways and it, it probably is a little rough uh, but they're good. starting out but they're good and they uh, they have they've had a uh, they're very very popular out here the four guys have been doing cruises here lately on the cruise boats and they really enjoy it you know, there's a lot of legends uh, that have been on the Grand Ole Opry, like Marty Robbins. Do you remember something particular about Marty that stands out in your mind? Well, uh, I've all during I was here dur during all of Marty's uh, work with the Grand Ole Opry, and uh, was with him a lot. I was with him sometimes. You know, he would be on with Ralph Emery all night, and and he'd play the piano. He'd sit at the piano and play play tunes on the piano, do El Paso and things like that. And he never did want to go home. In fact, uh, when I'd come on at 4 o'clock in the morning, he was still there, and I'd have him on my show. But the one thing that I remember most about Marty was, you know, he wasn't much about getting off the air. He wanted to stay on. And he would run our shows over, if the show was supposed to be over at midnight, he might run it over till 12.30. <laughs> and uh, the, the management didn't like it too well at first, but they finally got used to it. They decided it was a big uh, show, you know, like a showstopper. It was a, a big thing. But I, one time he did a show at the Ernest Tub Record Shop and uh, sang to the uh, fans out on the sidewalk even after the record shop closed. They'd locked up the place, turned out all the lights. Marty was still out on the sidewalk singing for the fans out on Broad Street in, uh, underneath the street light with all those fans gathered around him. Maybe, oh, I'll say about 25, 30 people around him. They don't and make many people no, like that anymore, do they? I was with him then, and the only other man that I knew that did that was Hank Thompson. I reminded Hank the other day of that. Now, you know, Hank's been appearing on the opera here lately, and it's good to have him back. Uh, you, you were talking just a minute about uh, Marty Robbins. Uh, he was not only a, a great singer and played uh, the various instruments, but he was a tremendous songwriter, too, wasn't he? 
Yes, he was. He was a and, and a great man along with it. He's just a great person to be around. I, th I believe Marty was a big inspiration to a lot of other people. Tell me something about Hank Snow, and I know you got to get to work, but I know you're having your 40th anniversary, I believe, this week with Hank Snow on the Grand Ole Opry. That's right. We are we, uh, we are uh, celebrating 40 years with him. Uh, Jim and Jesse have already been here 25, and uh, Billy Walker has had a, um, I believe, 35th or something like that. Uh, I can't remember, but uh, everybody's had an anniversary lately. Including you. you, you, you told me. Yeah, I had one. I had a. Uh, I've been here 45 years. Um, you asked me about one other artist. Hank Snow. Uh, Hank Snow. All right. Um, uh, Hank came here shortly after I got here, and uh, I was on my way into the boss's office. I had heard "Brand on My Heart," on, and I didn't know that he was with the Big D Jamboree at that time. And I, I heard Brand on my heart on a jukebox. And I said, that's a man we should have here at the Opry. And I was on my way to the boss's office, and I walked in, and I said, I wanted to mention, I'd like to recommend an artist that I heard, and I think he'd be good for the Opry. His name is Hank Stowe. They said, we've already got him. They, they had already made a deal with him, even before any of us knew it. Knew it. One thing, uh, I was over at Ernest Tubbs' record shop uh, before coming over here to the Opera House tonight, and I noticed where that they've taken all of Hank Snow's recordings and put them on compact disc, and also Jim Reeves, I guess, uh, 75, 80 songs. Uh, it's rather expensive, but uh, to collectors and people that like this music, it's one way to have it in their library and uh, have it in good, clean quality. Yeah. Well, then, too, they get... Uh uh, they get so many songs, it makes a good mail-order uh, offer, you know. And uh, that's a big thing now. Uh, people are, says, especially the people who are uh, traditional entertainers, they are the people who are selling uh, on TV, like Slim Whitman will say, selling on TV, yeah. Grant Turner, I want to thank you for uh, sharing with us, and uh, you're one of our favorite people, and I, I hope you continue here at the Grand Ole Opry for a long, long time. I have no uh, plans uh, in the immediate... I, I, I must say this, that I've told Roy Acuff, when he decides to retire, I think maybe I will. But I'm not even sure about that. But Roy entertained the idea, and he discussed it with Oswald. And he's a bachelor brother, Oswald. And he said, uh, Oz, I'll retire if you will. And Oz said, I'm not ready to. So that's the way it stands. And so Roy continues to do about eight shows a week right here in this building. Thank you, Grant, and we really appreciate you. Thank you so much for being, uh, letting me speak to our friends on WDOD. WDOD on the back. This concludes a 
another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.